Lots of people want to read Popper or Rand or some other books I recommend. They want to get better at philosophy and read the important ideas. And then they don't. Maybe they try a bit and it doesn't go very well and then they're not quite sure what went wrong and they plan to do it later and they think they're just a bit busy or tired or whatever. But in the future, they totally won't be busy or tired and then they'll read it. Something like that. Many of these people don't read anything, not very much. Like, they're not book readers. If you don't read around a book a week or more, you're probably not ready to read Popper. You're not into books enough. Like, you have to get used to books in general before you read advanced books. People just assume, like, that they're good at reading, that they can read, that they know how. Because they went to school, they learned to read. Like, they literally can read. They can read a sentence and figure out what words it says. But you have to like reading. You have to be used to reading. You have to be accustomed to reading for an hour or more at a time in a row. Um, you have to think reading is a bit fun. You have to be able to read textbooks in text form rather than only audiobooks. A lot of people like podcasts and videos more than blog posts. That is a sign that they suck at reading. If you have a significant preference for audio content over text content, that means you're bad at reading. That is a skills issue. It's not a personal preference. It's not an advantage of the audio format. The audio format is inferior. Um, it's not strictly inferior. Like It has upsides and downsides, but overall it's inferior. If, if one had to disappear... Um, text is more important and better for intellectual stuff, for communicating and talking about ideas. So you have to work your way up. And to do that, what you need to do is read things, read anything. If you have to start with audiobooks, you can, but you want to get to the point where you can read books in text. And that that's not a problem, that's not hard, that's not burdensome. You're just used to it, you can autopilot it, it's habitual, it's easy, and you like it. If you can't do that, you're never going to be good at philosophy. It's like a requirement for philosophy. It's not like a 100% logically impossible to do without requirement, but realistically, it's a requirement. It also helps if you can read fast, but that one is a lot less of a requirement. Like, you can be a good philosopher while reading books at a regular pace instead of a fast pace. But if you can read fast, then you have a lot more control over what you do. You can read some books fast and some books slow, depending, or even different sections of the same book. It's very similar to learning how to skim, so you can get the idea of some section of a book and figure out what it's about and whether you want to read it in detail or not uh, in a faster, more efficient way. Being able to just read all the words fast has some of the same effects as skimming, but it has uh, advantages, like you're not missing words. Sometimes when you skim, you like miss an important sentence that had the information you wanted. Anyways, that's a tangent. So to get good at reading, you have to just start with books that you can read right now. Like instead of advanced books like Popper, uh, try to find some books that you actually like uh, that are a lot easier reading. Like Harry Potter, part of why that book is po or series is popular is it's very easy reading. 
uh, compared to the average fantasy book, let alone philosophy book. It reads faster with less mental focus or thought or strain or whatever. It's easier to read through 200 pages or a whole book in one sitting or one day with Harry Potter than with most fantasy novels like Game of Thrones novels. Uh, and that's a writing style choice. And there are other books like that that are intentionally written to be easier to read. If you look for juveniles or young adult books, in general, those are easier. They're a bit faster paced. They have less fancy vocabulary words. The sentences tend to be simpler. And that's not a bad thing. In general, that's just a good thing. Like, it's not even a trade-off. It's mostly just better. Um, it's not purely better, but overall, it's generally better when a book is easier to read. Philosophy books are hard to read because it's hard to make them easy to read. Um, you know, even with a skilled author, it's still hard. But people could do better. Like, a lot of my writing is easier to read than Popper because I have certain writing skills that I'm better at than he was. A lot of people associate hard to read with, like, important intellectual content, with it being actually advanced ideas. And that's a bad association. Like, there is some connection there, but there's a lot of stuff that's that's not even very good ideas, but they make it hard to read, and that helps actually disguise how bad the ideas are. Because if it's hard to read, it's hard to figure out what the ideas are, and it's hard to tell if they're any good or not. A lot of people just assume if they can't read it, then the author must be smart. Especially if it's, a, if it's won awards, if it's gotten positive reviews from professors, stuff like that. Then people assume that means it's actually good. And, and so a lot of people get tricked that way. And then they just give up on reading. So to begin with, if you're not really a reader, you want to try reading a variety of stuff. Uh, read fantasy, read sci-fi, read mystery, read some novels about like crimes and detectives. There's mystery books like that, but there's also other types of mystery books that like don't involve the police and don't involve a crime. Anyways, um, and read uh, Westerns. What else is there? You could read fucking Twilight. By the way, Twilight and Harry Potter, like, they're called fantasy in some sense, but they're very different than, like, what I would call a regular fantasy book, like the kind of thing with dragons and knights and heroes. Um, th those are essentially two different genres. Also, sci-fi has, like, quote, hard sci-fi that's sort of more science-oriented, and then it has... Uh, basically fantasy stories in space. There's Sci-fi can be like adventure stories, or it can be, uh, let's think about a potential future scenario with different technology. Like those are pretty different types of books. So you want to try lots of different things. Um, and nonfiction too. Fiction is, for most people, it's easier to get started with. But there are a bunch of types of nonfiction that are relatively easy to get started with. There are political books that are not too hard to read. Like, uh, if you read When Ted Cruz Ran for President, he wrote a political book. I think it was called A Time for Truth, something like that. Anyways, it's, it's reasonably easy to read. Like, it's meant for the masses. They're trying to write a book that tells you about Ted Cruz, but also that people who don't read very many books are going to be okay with. It's not like a pauper book. Um, so other nonfiction, 
that you can try is biographies or history books. A lot of those are meant to be somewhat entertaining and accessible to normal people who aren't philosophers. Um, you can read non-technical economics books. Like, uh, Mises wrote both types. Like, human action, that's fucking hard to read. But on the other hand, uh, his books, uh, liberalism, bureaucracy, and anti-capitalist mentality are only, like, medium hard. Like, they're not the easiest books, but they're definitely not that hard. And if you want something easier than that for economics, there's Hazlitt. And if you read his Economics in One Lesson or his Man versus the Welfare State, those are easier to read than Mises. Uh, it helps that he's American, whereas Mises uh, immigrated here and had to learn our language, just like Popper. And the, the non-native speakers tend to be a bit harder to read. Like, they learn the language and they get good at English and maybe better than the average person, but you still find some of the native speaker authors are easier reading. Uh, and some easy to read nonfiction is from Feynman, like his book, Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman. And there's a, what do you care what people think? Something like that is the title of another one. And they're like stories. He tells like anecdotes and uh, things from his life. And he tells you about different experiences he had. And they're pretty easy to read. And they are transcribed from audio. Like he told this stuff to his friend and it was recorded and the friend made the book. So it's easy to read because it's spoken English, in addition to Feynman being particularly uh, casual, not pretentious, not trying to impress people, just trying to be clear, and a native speaker, and smart. And you put all that together and you get easier reading. Uh, you can try self-help books. Some of those are meant to be popular and easy to read. Some of them are full of bullshit and bad ideas, but you can try some and see if you like them or not. They might have some things you can learn from them, and some of them are better than others. And if you don't like it or you see things wrong with it, you know, you can learn from that. You can get practice reading critically and seeing what's wrong with something and, and coming up with, you know, is this really true? Do I have any doubts about this? A lot of what they say, it's not like wrong, wrong. It's uh, vague. Like they don't, they're, instead of clearly saying like, this is the case and this is not the case, and if you do this, it will work. They instead say, you know, this works for some people and try this and they're not too specific and that gives them a lot of wiggle room that's partly good because there's some honesty there where they don't claim to have all the perfect exact answers but um, a lot of times they're trying to give you an impression like they said more than they did like they don't actually say much they don't give you that much useful direct info but they try to give the impression that they told you what to do so a lot of people will read a self-help book and they'll feel like they learn something and they're going to do it and they think it's going to work. And then they try to do it and somehow it doesn't work. And a lot of why that happens is they never actually got enough information about what to do and they didn't ask enough questions. They just got these vague ideas and they thought that it was clear and they didn't realize it was missing a bunch of info and they can't do it because they literally don't know what to do. It wasn't specific enough. But anyways, you can try to look out for that. Like there's nothing wrong with reading some of those books. Read all kinds of books and see what you like. Uh, you can read technical books, like uh, a book on programming. Like you can read a book teaching you Ruby. Those are kind of hard if you're not a programmer. Um, you can read Four Dummies books. They have like Physics for Dummies or the Cartoon Guide to Physics. And they have those for all sorts of other subjects. You can read a cooking book. Um, 
you don't want to read like a recipe book because that's not really meant to read straight through. That would be sort of like reading through the encyclopedia or the dictionary straight through. Like you're supposed to like pick a recipe you want to make and you read that one. Um, however, I think there are cooking books from like the celebrity chefs or whatever that would be more like that time Gordon Ramsay worked with people in jail or whatever. And it's going to have more like stories and be readable and have some recipes mixed in. You could probably find a book like that where it's not just straight recipes. Um, what else? If you just like look at a bookstore or even Amazon, you can find other types of books. Like there are a lot of types of books out there. There are books on psychology. There is Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. That's in like the self-help category. But it's a... Uh, it's not just telling you to like meditate or something. It has like sort of advice and some philosophy mixed in. It's it's like a mix. Uh, it's not just like how to have high self-esteem and like feel good about yourself. Um, I actually don't think it's a very good book. But it's different than some of what people think of as like the classic shitty self-help books. You can read books like uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, which is not a great book, but it's... A lot of people have read it. It's kind of interesting. It's not all wrong. Uh, you can form your own opinions. You can read books on how to date women, how to get girls, and the psychology of social dynamics and stuff like that. Uh, the best book in that field, in my opinion, is called Girls Chase. Or I think it's called How to Make Girls Chase by Chase Amonti. The website is girlschase.com. That one is... Uh, it's like a 400-page book or something. It's not one of the short books. Um, I wouldn't call it hard reading, but it's not, like, super easy. There are other similar books that are shorter and, and trying harder to be, like, really easy and introductory. Like, that one's actually trying to give you a lot of information. So although, like, the writing style is pretty easy to read. He's not being a pretentious asshole. But he's actually trying to give you a lot of information. So there's just information density where you like you're learning a lot of stuff. So it's probably going to take you a while to digest it all. So you'll either have to like not read it too fast or uh, probably not remember a bunch. Because you're probably not going to be take, able to take in all that information really quickly and actually understand it all. You have to like have time to think it over and like read a, read one chapter and think about it and then uh, get used to the ideas over time. It's hard to learn, like, too much information in a really short period of time. That's why I speed read novels more than I speed read nonfiction. With nonfiction, I tend to speed read stuff that's, like, less important or has less new information for me. Like, like if I'm reading an economics book and I've already read a bunch of economics books before, I can read it faster because it's not going to say a lot of new stuff for me. Same with politics. Um, same with history for a period of history that I've read about before. Whereas if it's a new period of history that I have never read about, then I might read at a slower pace or even not speed read it. But then with like a novel, like if I'm reading a Heinlein sci-fi story, um, even if it's new to me, it's not super important. I can read it faster. I don't need as much time to digest it. Anyway, to summarize, if you want to be a good intellectual, you have to learn to read and to like reading and to get so used to reading that it's easy and pretty quick and it's not a burden. And you have to like get to the point where you don't have a preference for audio over text. If audio feels nicer or better to you than text, you're not prepared to be a good intellectual yet and you have to work on that.
So read a wide variety of things, and hopefully you'll like some of them. And then read more of those, and just get used to reading. And start with whatever is easy for you, whatever you already like. And then you can work your way up to, in the future, when you're more used to reading, reading some other stuff branching out, until eventually you'd be able to read Popper, and it wouldn't be a struggle. If reading something is a struggle, that means there's some like missing skills. Uh, you haven't worked your way up to it. You want to work your way up in gradual steps. So you do something that's easy now, and then it makes something else. Um, it makes other things a little bit easier. You get like a little closer to them. So it makes a few more things become easy. And then you do some of those, and it makes a few more things become easy. And you keep doing that, and you work your way up. When it's every step should be reasonably easy. And if you get stuck, if you can't read fucking anything, it was just not working. Um, I think you, in that case, you would basically have two choices. One, you could just give up on being an intellectual. You can just admit you're going to be a dumb, ignorant person all your life. Forget thinking. Two, uh, you could talk about it. You could have a conversation. You could come on the Curiosity website and you know talk about what your problems are, what did you not like about reading, what books what types of books did you try reading so maybe people could suggest other stuff what types of stuff do you like um what happens when you try to read like does your mind wander do you fall asleep do you get confused do you have trouble understanding what it's about do you not see the point of it if you're reading stuff that's like related to your own interests you should at least like see the point of it some um, were you unable to find books that had anything to do with anything you care about there are books on like a lot of topics. You know, if you like art, there are art-related books. If you like architecture, there are architecture-related books. Not everything has many fiction books related to it, but you should at least be able to find some nonfiction related to whatever you want. You can find like practical books like that teach you like how to build something out of wood or do arts and crafts or whatever or how to do chemistry experiments. Like you can find guidebooks and practical books. You can read about technology, like how does the radio work? Maybe that's interesting. There are like science books that have like a variety of short articles um, where you can learn about a bunch of different parts of science. You can read Richard Dawkins books and learn about evolution. Um, some of, I like some of his earlier books that are fairly easy reading and pretty educational as well. They're, they're easy reading for how educational they are and like what topics they deal with, but they're not the easiest books out there by any means. And that's not selfish gene, and it's especially not um, extended phenotype. But it's other stuff like Blind Watchmaker and Climbing Mount Improbable are easier reading than selfish gene. Because selfish gene is trying to like teach you how evolution works, and extended phenotype is like advanced stuff about how evolution works. But then he has those other books, uh, like Unweaving the Rainbow or whatever, I think that's one. Anyway, he has like several older books that are trying to deal with people's objections to evolution. Um, he wants to like persuade skeptics, and those books are a bit easier to understand and read than the ones that are trying to teach how evolution works. Um, you can read about the Enlightenment. People think about history as sort of like, I don't know, like wars and governments in certain time periods. Um, I don't know, and it just sounds, they like, they don't concretize what it is. But there's, 
there's a lot of different like types of history books that are different things like the enlightenment history books are sort of about ideas and you'll learn about like different philosophers from that time period and what they thought and like what the scientists were doing and how industrial progress was made and like another history book is called uh the myth of the robber barons and it teaches you about several different historical figures and uh some of the stories about them and it's trying to contradict some of the stories about how they're robber barons who are like hurting the country and it uh it actually sort of agrees with that in some cases because it divides people into two categories there are political entrepreneurs and uh, business entrepreneurs i forget if those are the exact words they used but they're saying basically some people got ahead by business by making products and selling them to the consumer uh and that's basically the good type of entrepreneur, and those people are not robber barons. And then there's the political entrepreneurs, where their focus was on getting government favors, getting government handouts, working with the government in some way, getting good at uh, networking with legislators and politicians, and getting unfair advantages where they get laws passed that help them and hurt their competitors. And those are the bad type of businesses. Those are the people who you could call robber barons or some other nasty term. So anyways, that, that might be different than a history class from school where you like learn the dates of a bunch of events and tried to memorize them for the test, which was like stupid and might have made you hate history. Biographies cover quite a lot of different types of books because basically you can, whatever type of thing you're interested in, you can find a biography on a person from that area. Like you can find a biography on an inventor if you're interested in inventions, but you can find a biography of an artist if you're interested in art. Or there's biographies for mathematicians or scientists or whatever. And there are biographies for historical figures like Edmund Burke. And you find about, out about his like political career in the late 1700s. Anyway, seriously, look around on Amazon, go to a bookstore in person. Just There are a million types of books. Uh, learn to read a lot if you would like to ever be a good intellectual. And if it's going badly, uh, talk about it. Talk about your problems. Maybe people can give you advice and help with some of your issues. You can get advice both from people like me who are already good at reading and like reading, and you can get advice from other people who are having trouble, but maybe not quite the same trouble as you. If they're having trouble with this different trouble, you might be able to help each other even though you're both not great at reading. Um, and then also, if, if you're reading and it is going well, post about that. Post what some of the books are that you read, what some of the things that worked well for you are, what some of the things you like learned about what's nice about reading that you didn't know before, uh, some things that might help other people. And if you, if you post about that, it'll be kind of like journaling or free writing, where you will think over what you've done and it'll help remind you of things, help you memorize it or remember it, help you... Um, figure out what's important and like sort it out in your own mind. But even if you can't do that, even if you can't write anything, if you just start with reading, you'll, that'll help. It'll be a forward progress step. Don't just expect that Popper will be like the first book you've read this month. You just have to get used to reading with any books that are easy and that you like, and then work your way up. And then one day you can go to fallibleideas.com books. And you can read those books. And when you read those books, one thing that would really help is if you're already at the point where that list doesn't actually look that scary. 
Like a lot of people will be like, oh my God, you read all those books? Jesus Christ. You know? But you want to be at the point where that's not actually that many books. Um, like it's, you know, it's still a fair amount. It's going to take uh, more than a year, I would say, even if you're quite a good reader. But that's not like that daunting. Like you can, you have like over 50 years in which to read books. Maybe a little less if you're already getting older, but even if you're pretty old, you probably have at least 10 years in which you can read books. So if these books take like more than a year, that's still, it's not like a huge, huge amount. Um, but anyways, if you've read like dozens of books, it's, you know, it's, it seems less daunting to have a reading list with dozens of books on it. All right, good luck.